0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert. Here is this
0: week's show show with Sweets and Slaney.
1: I listened to uh, the tra- uh, trailer of your Star Wars podcast with your brother oh, Ross. Oh, did?
0: I was just going to tell you about the Star Wars podcast. Yes. What did, I, you, what did you think of the trailer? I
1: thought it was great. I thought it was super informative. I learned a bunch of stuff like that... I mean, I'm kind of assuming Ross knew from reading Star Wars books. Ross is such a student. He's, like, really into it. Yeah. Because even his stuff about, you know, like, Greedo and about uh, Darth Vader actually, or Anakin Skywalker actually killing all of the Jedi or, like, going Young after a bunch of Jedi right. and younglings. Was he also trying to kill other Jedi before he, like, kind of started the Empire or... Like, this is
0: this is a question for Ross. Like I, mean, I can't even I
1: I don't even consider myself a fan anymore after listening oh. to Ross talk about. I'm like I'm just someone who watches the movies.
0: Right. Well, and and to clarify, my brother and I are going to do a, a Star Wars podcast, which formatically is going to be very similar to the show show, mm-hmm. uh, but it's strictly Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is definitely the more academic Star Wars fan of the two of us. I'm just the enthusiast. Sure. Uh, and you're right. He And we've recorded one episode, which is going to come out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll you'll see even more so in that one, just how much knowledge the guy has. Yeah. Crazy.
1: So you're dropping two apps one day. Uh, yeah. Is this going to be a regular weekly
0: thing for you guys as well? We haven't really worked out our schedule yet. Okay. Um, the show show comes out on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. around 11. And then I think probably Recorder 66 will come out on Thursdays, but I haven't worked it out exactly yet. Okay.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Cool, that's fun. Thanks for the plug. No problem. <laughs> I enjoy listening to it. I kind of felt like Ross maybe sounds like me a little bit. Really? Because a lot of people will tell us that he and I sound the same. Well, and some people tell us that we sound the same, too. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Oh, who has said that? Well, my friends say it. Maybe it's because we're people don't hear me on air that much. Right. But my friends hear you on air a lot, and they're like, yeah, you guys kind of sound similar.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So. Okay. Hearing your brother, I was like, I could see how people could confuse his brother and I, but not you and I as much. So I feel like Ross is stealing a little bit of my Mm. (laughs) stees. And now he's going ahead and coming in, getting a podcast with you.
0: No, 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 no. Eventually, I'm going to... He's just your brother. Yeah, he is already my brother. He does have that advantage. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not that. Although it is kind of interesting that... Uh, three of us do podcasts in this studio here and we mm-hmm. all have the same voice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If three of us were on together, it would be the most confusing thing ever It would and Ross and I aren't very similar um, Like lifestyle wise mm-hmm. and we don't really look alike although sometimes people tell us we look alike. I think the confusion is that manneristically. We're very similar mm. We do the same things with our hands and we stand the same way right. And uh, I think the inflections of our voices are similar So if the vocal quality is not identical, mm-hmm. we say words in the same right Rise and fall.
1: Yeah, Ross. I've told you this story before, where he found me. He he basically told me which laptop to buy when I was when I went in like six or seven years ago, Mm -hmm. probably closer to six years ago, I guess. um, To Best Buy when he worked there, and he walked through a door and hit his head on something. (laughs) And I don't remember this. Someone someone said, Ross, what just happened? And my favorite thing was that he responded a few things. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like narrated the chain of events that landed to him, like hitting his head and hurting himself. But it was just very, like, a very calculated way of saying. How he got injured, which reminded me of you. And it right. made me laugh.
0: No, I appreciate that. I, I take that as a compliment. I that think Ross funny. could probably be a lawyer just for his command of dialogue. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's something he would... a good skill to have. He would ever want to do, but he just seems to be good at explaining things. Right. Which strikes me as a lawyer quality. Oh, God. I can't even...
1: I can't even recap a show without a bunch of ums and haws and <laughs> me too. likes. And it's
0: your turn to pick which show to recap, and I perfect. know which one you're going to pick, and I know which yeah. one you're going to stick me with, <laughs> Yep. and I just don't know what to do. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy
1: because I went in, actually, as I was pulling in, I was a little stressed out about if I had to choose the other show.
0: Yeah. So you're set. It's amazing. Okay, we got some some TV news, entertainment news to cover. Actually, a few big things. Uh, we should start out with the sad news. Stephen Hawking died today. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a bombshell. Yeah, it was. I mean, part of me almost was like, I didn't even know he was sick. But I mean, (laughs) he's just been that sick for seventy six years. Been profoundly sick for so so long. That's the thing. He was seventy six years old in the Mm sixties. He was given two years to live. That was fifty years ago.
1: Well, and the thing when you can't breathe on your own, if you get you know a cold, the reason that you are able to cough is to expel stuff from your lungs. So if you can't do that as someone with um, uh, cerebral... No. No, he had uh, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. He had, right, yeah. ALS. Yeah. Uh, if you're someone
0: with ALS, you can't really control that. so Really? He couldn't even breathe on his own? I don't... Because what you just said about ex- expelling uh, toxins makes sense to me, but I didn't realize he couldn't even... Maybe he <laughs> had like a... No, he had a
1: different... Maybe he could breathe on his own. Yeah. But I believe he had a like a, uh, an oxygen setup. Yeah, probably because most people do. I -hmm. think most people are like intubated. They at least like can't control a whole lot, but maybe he had like the bare minimum Mm -hmm. control. Um, because most people with ALS do not live to 76 years old.
0: No, not even close. No, especially when they're diagnosed in their twenties. Yeah. 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 So he was a pretty extraordinary guy. And uh, just putting aside his obviously incredible brain, uh, he seemed like a funny guy. Like he seemed to have a good sense of humor about it. He was obviously very curious. And can you imagine like having that hit you in your twenties and then 50 years later, you still are like passionate and curious and you're not just like a depressed void. Right.
1: That's incredible. Someone, someone made uh, a tweet today that basically said the universe is scary, but it's still beautiful. Stephen Hawking. And then it was one from Neil deGrasse Tyson. That was basically like, yeah, this isn't real. This isn't real. And also hope isn't real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was just a funny juxtaposition. I'm sure Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, believes in hope, but he's
0: just a little more staunchly atheist and realistic, cynical. And well, I cynical. Think, I maybe think Stephen Hawking had his. He wasn't cynical. He was hopeful, mm. but he definitely had uh, atheistic uh, definitely. tendencies openly. 100. And that's what's interesting is like this guy who devoted his life to finding reasons and answers Mm -hmm. and exploring possibilities uh, through the avenues of science was a living miracle for 50 years. Definitely less of an actually guy than
1: uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of that going on. eh? Like, actually, if you
0: think about it. Mm -hmm. He is an actually guy. But he kind of deserves to be. He's a bit of a mansplainer. (laughs) Yeah, he mansplains a bit. He's probably a manspreader probably is never sit on the train next to neil degrasse tyson but you know what the thing that i appreciate about neil degrasse tyson
1: is he would understand all these terms yes he'd be like, like he would think a joke about manspreading was funny
0: well he was more of a nerd right yeah he like neil degrasse tyson i don't know that you could even say stephen hawking was a nerd he was just a scientist yeah
1: yeah is that fair i think so yeah I although although so is neil degrasse tyson
0: He's definitely a, a, a scientist, but he's also a nerd. He's yes. like a comic book character. Instead. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He's a caricature even. He wears this little vest right. and stuff.
1: He watches movies and like points out issues with something. Ugh. And he's like, I'm not going to do that anymore because people just get so annoyed. So I, I realized, I think he he knows what he is.
0: If he only does it to James Cameron movies, that's okay with me. Sure. Yeah. Like to Avatar. Yeah. I think he did it to like Interstellar. Well, he and did it Gravity to Titanic. Yeah. And- he did it that, that was a big one okay. that like the stars above Jack's dying head right. are, are wrong
1: I forgot about <laughs> that which is
0: ridiculous but I don't. it's okay when it's a James Cameron
1: movie. hilarious that he would have thought yeah they didn't think about what the stars actually looked like <laughs> you <laughs> idiots yeah. you got the stars wrong
0: <laughs> movies ruined and that happens at like the very end of the movie yeah I can't watch this anymore it <laughs> yeah, just takes just, me right out of it just not realistic <laughs> enough did you see the Stephen Hawking movie with Eddie Redmayne a couple years ago I did. Yeah, The Theory of Everything. That's a good movie. It was good. Yeah.
1: It was good. It was like a good like one-time watch. It would never win Best Picture.
0: Like, yeah, but he won Best Actor? He won Best Actor. Yeah. And I think he deserved it. He was very good. Yeah. Well, uh, since it's an easy transition, mm-hmm. uh new trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald came out yesterday. Oh yeah? How was it? Okay. It's really good. Yeah, it looks good. Couple of things. Okay. We see Hogwarts in it. It takes place at Hogwarts, and that is no small deal.
1: Why is that no small deal? Because
0: we didn't see Hogwarts in the first Fantastic Beasts, and we were returning home. We were going back home to Hogwarts.
1: Right. More importantly. Um,
0: Sure. So for people that are like, I just miss Hogwarts a little
1: bit. You get like, it's going to be in Hogwarts Uh, again. Hogwarts
0: wasn't even that present in the most recent two Harry Potter movies. Yeah, that's true. Uh, In fact, I think in part one of the Deathly Hallows, they didn't even go to Hogwarts. So we haven't really had a movie at Hogwarts in quite a long time. This movie stars Jude Law as young, young Bulldore. Young, young Bulldore. Okay. Which is very exciting. He looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Even Johnny Depp, who, of course, is like an embattled casting decision. Uh, he looks better as Grindelwald than he did in the first movie. He looks a little right. bit more shaggy. Okay. Uh, one criticism people have about the trailer is that people appear to be apparating into Hogwarts, which is something that is distinctly not something you can do. Like, What do you uh, mean? Uh, you're You're not able to just like magically transition yourself magically teleport into Hogwarts there. right that's but a people security feature that? that was designed into Hogwarts and that's part of the canon maybe but it was designed into Hogwarts later I don't after think a mistake was made because of Grindelwald maybe maybe we're gonna find out yeah I guess I mean she'd know she wrote the script JK Rowling yeah oh okay o- old Joe Rowling wrote the
1: show. no way did yeah. she
0: write Fantastic Beasts too yeah awesome she wrote the script for that movie she wrote the script for them it's her first screenplay the first Fantastic Beasts movie and they bound it like it's a novel and they put it on the shelves and it went to number one that was a cash grab
1: yeah yeah totally but they're also doing it with she also wrote this next one. she wrote Crimes of Grimble oh that's great it explains why I liked
0: Fantastic Beasts so much it was a really excellent movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm really looking forward to Haven't this I would watch it again. I would watch it, for sure. I'll watch it again in a couple of months when we're closer to the next one. I watched The Post
1: last night. Oh, what'd you think? It was like, yeah, I watched it because the power was out and I had it downloaded on my computer and right. I had enough battery on my computer. It's like, everyone in this is really good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, there was nothing that like got my heart racing through the whole movie. Nope. Like, Like I said,
0: the climax is when she's like, no, let's do it.
1: And there was stuff, <laughs> yeah, there was stuff that was even like... Kind of pandering to like, oh god, where you're yeah. like oh, okay, like all the like the, the all the Nixon the close stuff. up being like, the judge said the freedom <laughs> of the press, and like everyone is just standing around
0: looking at this girl, like yeah, oh, right. All the Nixon stuff, and by the way, it was yeah. really they handled Nixon quite well, but yeah, he was so was okay. so cartoony, yeah, and so Trumpy. That's not right. accidental, yeah, yeah, true, but it's okay because uh, I'll fire him, you know. Yeah. I could fire you too. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, a bit of a scandal right now. People are quite upset to learn that Matt Smith got paid more than Claire Foy for season one of the crown. Oh, and uh, obviously she's the, she's the titular character. Yeah. Uh, she's the star and she's extraordinary. Uh, I mean, I think the main defense would just be that he was more famous than her. He was a movie star going into it or a TV star. He was a big TV star, especially in the UK. Yeah. Um, And she wasn't. Now, that's not a great excuse considering her role is more important. That's right. But the other thing I would say is that somebody's agents aren't doing their job. It kind of seems like the agents just don't get in any trouble when this kind of thing goes down. Yeah. Like, somebody should have gone to bet for Claire Foy and said, no, my client deserves more. But I think, like... then they might not have given her the
1: job. But I think, like, Han Solo got paid more... Han Solo? uh, Harrison Harrison Ford got paid more than, like, Mark Hamill. He was was more
0: famous than Luke, yeah. That's
1: right. Although you could say that... Luke is really the key figure in that movie. Of course he is. You could say that because it's the correct you thing could to say. say that. <laughs> I just didn't know how deep into the Star Wars canon I was gonna get with it. Not not even canon, but fandom. I could right. see Ross being like, actually, Han Solo <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well the difference is that it's understood that there is a gender wage gap, especially in right. cinema. Yeah. So that's kind of what's happening there. Sure, but the the defense stands, though it's wrong. It's because of their clout in the industry. Right. And she, for season two, she wasn't making less than him. That's for the good. record. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how
1: how much of a scandal that is.
0: Bad people will make it into a scandal,
1: right? I mean, if if I was starring in a movie with a famous star, like has Claire Foy stood up and talked about this at all? I don't know. Has she been like, I demand because to me, if it was me and harry connick jr okay in a movie
0: <laughs> or show right obviously i would say harry
1: connick jr's probably get
0: paid a little bit more than that <laughs> especially if it if it required you to sing jazz songs and play piano especially <laughs> if that happened and do a new orleans accent that oh, god couldn't do that very charming guy new Orleans. new Orleans. <laughs> That's not how they say it. No, why, why do we do exactly? Nolans is not a thing. We try. You bought uh, uh, some tickets to uh, Boston. You're going to Boston. Yeah, I'm shipping off to Boston. That's really cool. At
1: <laughs> this part in the podcast, can you start playing that like dropkick Murphys? Like, <laughs> perfect pitch. The song is like, ship it off
0: to Boston. I know the song.
1: Why are you just squinting at me? (laughs) I'm trying to get you I don't know
0: what this has to do with what we're talking about. I bought
1: some tickets to Boston. That's great. Congratulations. shipping off to Boston.
0: Yeah. I lost my leg. I forgot about the Dropkick Murphys. I was always more partial to Flogging Molly.
1: Flogging Molly, I saw at Bonnaroo. Mm. And I was wearing flip-flops. And there was a huge... It was the middle of the afternoon. I was really drunk. There was a huge, not really drunk, but I had a a couple beers. It was at Bonnaroo. I'm not
0: judging you. You can be really drunk at Bonnaroo. And
1: uh, there was like a huge kind of like mosh pit thing going on. I was wearing flip flops and like, I think I lost a sandal and people were crowd surfing and it was just a great memory.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. That was really fun. I thought that that was going to go someplace too. No, terrible. no, it was actually like everything worked out and it was really <laughs> I fun. I saw flogging Molly at Bonnaroo and I was really drunk and there was just a huge, and I thought you were going to say like turd in the middle of no, the field or something. No, it was just something. a huge blast for everyone. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. <laughs> what a great story. Of the year. You I feel don't... like this is the way most of my stories lately have gone. That's okay. At least they're positive stories. Yeah. You've been to Boston a number of times. Once. Just one time. The number is one. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) The number will soon be (laughs) two.
0: The number you've been there is one time. Maybe I just think that because you are notably like a Boston culture fan.
1: I love Boston. Yeah, Yeah. Like, I love all the sports teams and stuff. And I had the best experience the last time I was there. We're going there this time for my uh my groom's bachelor party i'm the best man so yeah i must uh he say that your groom i don't think
0: that's how it, <laughs> the no terminology
1: is. i think that's the way it works so <laughs> i'm gonna be arguing for his seat at the airport my groom here my groom needs that seat um so I mean, I we're think you two are going
0: on your honeymoon <laughs> to a baseball game
1: <laughs> so we're there's like eight of us i think yeah we're going to uh Going to Boston, going to catch a game at Fenway, and then it's going to be the playoffs, so we might be able to get a ticket to something, but we were saying even if we don't, it wouldn't it be super fun to just go to a bar and watch that game in the hometown oh, of the place? Absolutely. My friend told me last year that he was in New England for the Super Bowl, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but, you know, it's not where the Super Bowl happened, and he was like, honestly, oh no, it was the best time ever. They had a parade after the Patriots won
0: the Super Bowl. It was... Just incredible. Well, that's great. I'm excited for you. Yeah, Uh, we have a lot of Netflix things for some reason. I mean, I guess because Netflix is a player. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of things Netflix related right now in the news. Uh, They're working on a news program. I saw that to rival 60 Minutes. Yeah, some kind of like journalistic magazine show that they're going to produce weekly and
1: on Netflix. I would love to have a a a recorded 60 Minutes. Although I could set a series recording on my TV. I just haven't. I would love to have it on. I love. I love. Uh 60 minutes so much. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite shows.
0: That's really nice. Yeah. I mean maybe Netflix will have something equally good. And maybe a little bit fresher because that's the only thing about 60 minutes is it's kind of a dinosaur. I was
1: I was thinking today who might the cast be. I think like they could get like maybe one or two of the vice guys and make it a little more hip. Yeah. Um but kind of run the same format.
0: The thing is like can they poach somebody real like a real heavy hitter? Like can yeah. they get them an Anderson? Yeah. Cause then it's like, that's a huge thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, who
0: is like there's, that? There's no way they, they, they get Anderson Cooper. He's making so much Anderson. money at CNN. There's no way they get Anderson Cooper, but I don't know. Maybe they could get like a Brian Williams, except that he's got this credibility issue. And, and
1: I don't think he's really the kind of
0: like hip. He's not, person. you're right. He's not I, maybe sexy. I'm just,
1: maybe I'm thinking that they need a hip group. And I said vice so that I'm just,
0: just as long as they don't get Megan Kelly. She's, She's toxic.
1: Right. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. I don't know. Is there anyone else who's kind of a news anchor that's...
0: Um, or who could be a really good news anchor? Michael Strahan. Get Michael Strahan. <laughs> Get Michael Strahan yeah. in there. Yeah, or have Seacrest do that also. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I've been watching the new American Idol on, on YouTube. Really? They put the whole show on YouTube. That's good. It's kind of wild. Is it good? No. 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 No.
1: And who are the hosts?
0: Katy Perry. Okay, Katy Perry's there. Lionel Richie. Okay. And Luke Bryan. Is it Bryan or Bryant? Luke Bryan. Yeah, I think it's Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. He Mm -hmm. seems okay. He seems like a nice guy. That's not a good set of judges, anyway. It's not really. She's like...
1: She's Katy Perry was on it before, wasn't she? No.
0: She wasn't. No, and they backed up a Brinks truck for Katy Perry. Right. Because like, they really wanted to make it seem like this new comeback of American Idol mattered. And then they couldn't afford to pay anybody else. Right. They paid the rest of their budget to Ryan Seacrest, and they had the hardest time locking in Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan. Really? Anyway, so everyone seems to be having a good time on there. Even Luke Bryan is not that big of a get. Uh, he is a pretty big get. Really? If you were to talk to country music fans. Okay. Oh, yeah. and country music fans buy concert tickets and they buy cds right yeah he's a pretty big deal okay fair anyway no it's it's not that good (laughs) it's just really cheap and but they're in like four minute segments on youtube so i'll just click through a bunch of them but there's no embarrassing auditions they're not doing the embarrassing ones anymore because those people were mentally ill and it was wrong and it's kind of washed up anyway like it's not i know i i don't understand how the voice has continued to be like kind of respectable yeah And no, still no one knows who's won the voice ever. Adam Levine won the voice. Yeah. Adam
1: Levine won the voice. Did you hear this about Jesse J uh, on a Chinese American idol? No. And she's actually like going far. It's becoming a story.
0: Okay. So she, she's applied for a Chinese American (laughs) idol, not having informed them that she was once a huge pop star.
1: I don't know if they, they know that or not, but it's, yeah, it's, it's. It became a thing. Really? Like it might still be a thing.
0: Well, she's a good singer. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But she's already a pop star. Speaking of previously famous people turning up on uh, competition shows, uh-huh. last night we were watching Jeopardy, and we were not big fans of the current Jeopardy champion. Actually, he lost tonight, so that was really good. He just had this weird smile, didn't trust him. Sure. And they had this other guy on there with big glasses and a bald head, and his name was Paris, <laughs> and he just kind of seemed like a cool... Uh, bright Dudes, we were rooting for Paris. It's Paris Hilton, isn't it? It's not Paris Hilton. Okay. But it is another famous Paris. I turned it, I, I turned on the internet this morning. You know how you rev up the internet? Yeah. And, Turn it on, warmed it up. That's right. I pulled the cord and then the internet <laughs> popped up. And it turns out this guy Paris played Mike TV on the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie. A little cowboy kid who gets shrunk down. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Wow. And once you know it, you're like, oh, that's Mike TV. And now you're cheering for him? Yeah, he lost though. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Did he win at all? No, he didn't win any any number one. He came no. in second, I think. Oh, I was I was, I was rooting for him. He got him. like $1000 from Advil or something. <laughs> yeah, I leave. <laughs> yeah, I leave. damn. Anyway, I'm a big fan of Mike TV. Good for him. What uh, a weird name. Really strange. Sounds like a VJ. Well, he was obsessed with TV. He yeah. was a little on the nose my tv remember we were talking recently about uh blues clues making a comeback
1: can you call me slaney tv and i'll call you sweets tv and that'll (laughs) be our thing from now slaney
0: tv that's my much music name yeah sweets tv it's a little confusing there's a lot of layers to that (laughs) yeah you're right which part of that is your real name no part (laughs) of that is my real name it's all my name that's right it is who i am blues clues uh we mentioned steve burns yeah not dead not dead uh we also mentioned that he probably wouldn't be coming back to host. <laughs> he probably wouldn't ever die either. Yeah. Well, he'll probably die someday. Um, I think they probably want a woman to host the new Blue's Clues. Oh. That's that's what I've heard. Okay. But apparently, he does want it. Remember I said he wasn't going to want yeah, it? Yeah, because he backed away from it
1: already because he didn't look like a kid. That's what he said. So
0: John Cena... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm in. John Cena did some bit at like a press conference or whatever, at a Nickelodeon press conference, Where he dressed up like Steve from Blue's Clues, like the big green striped shirt and khakis. Incredible. And he came out on stage, and he looked hilarious. And he said that he was there for his Blue's Clues audition because he wants to host the new Blue's Clues. Yep. And so Steve Burns has conversely come back and said, you're not hosting the new Blue's Clues uh, unless you beat me at UFC. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he wants to fight John Cena for the hosting job of Blue's Clues. I love everything about this. Me too. I hope it happens. <laughs>
1: the fight happens.
0: Just <laughs> like the squirmiest little guy with a bald head uh, fighting the most famous wrestler.
1: I hope they do. I hope they do three challenges. They do a UFC thing just because that would be funny. Yeah. Then they do like a spelling bee, <laughs> and then there's something that's kind of like an endurance
0: competition okay what which one of those is blues clues oriented anything i that- think the
1: spelling bee i guess yeah <laughs> well i'm not gonna be like you guys need to put shapes through holes <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know it's uh, important yeah true how well do you get along with animated animals
1: yeah yeah maybe we just stick and them household objects
0: that inexplicably have faces yeah and sing songs and speak yeah salt and pepper
1: Salt and pepper were things on it? Yeah, Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper. Or Mr. Pepper
0: and Mrs. Salt or something like that. And they had a baby and it was paprika. Uh Ah, wow. I know. You're in deep on this.
1: I remember Blue's Clues. Better than I do, for sure. Yeah,
0: well, that's how we are. (laughs) Uh, Have you heard about patches on Netflix? Do you know what patches are? No. It was also a bit of an issue. So Netflix had sunk all a whole bunch of money into this new little interactive app extension called patches, which was for kids. Okay. And the idea was that the more kids programming on Netflix, you've binged, the more patches you can get. So you can collect basically badges earned for watching TV. And the problem with this is that it is super promoting kids <laughs> binge watching too much television, right? Uh, Cause it's creating this addictive principle by which kids will watch too much TV. And it's undermining parents who say don't watch too much TV. Right. So Netflix has pulled the plug on patches. Didn't wow. even get off the ground.
1: It doesn't make sense that it ever existed.
0: I don't know why they, they were so excited about it. And what did the patches do? Nothing. You could just. I think you could just look at other people's profiles and be like, oh, man. Oh, they have Cor- patches. Corwin, or whatever kids are named today, Corwin has uh, six <laughs> <Cool>. patches.
1: <laughs> Isn't it like Snapchat, how it's like, you have Forty thousand points! It's like what? How did I acquire these points? Am there, I winning? Am is I there losing? A point system
0: on Snapchat? Now? Yeah. Oh God, I have no idea what it means. Man, yeah. Do you still use Snapchat at all? I do sometimes. I kind of enjoy uh, the Instagram uh, video things, but I, I just—it's not ingrained into my life to do it often enough. I know. You I know. know. I've started. It's been taking off a little bit for me, though. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I feel like this was in the news before. And then it came back this week and everyone was excited like it was the first time it came out. But Norm Macdonald getting a Netflix talk show. Did we talk about that recently? I think we talked about the
1: prospect of him getting a Netflix TV show because it was on Reddit and he, was, he didn't ask me anything and he was talking about how he might have a show and yeah. then people really like jumped onto that. So I feel like at that point we knew that he had a show.
0: So it's just going to be like a higher budget version of his YouTube show. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, you can't really chain that bird. No. You can't like get him to do a bunch of format.
1: No. I told you his fruits and vegetables joke, right? Go for it. It was like on the Reddit Ask Me Anything, he said, someone said, what's your favorite fruit and vegetable oh yeah yeah I remember. you remember now okay i'm not yeah. gonna say it again yeah because i feel like it was damning enough already the first yeah. time anyway figure it the out the answer is two celebrities
0: it's, it's not it's not that <laughs> funny either no no it was just cutting i actually expect more of norm Macdonald. that's fair and i'm excited for for his show on netflix i think that's mm. a good call because they haven't really been able to figure out the talk show thing yet no uh oh john favreau we didn't talk about this last week right the star wars tv show no i don't know if i knew about this cover this on the other podcast uh okay. uh but it is a uh, live-action Star Wars TV series at long last announced, helmed by John Favreau. They could make
1: worse decisions. Oh, I think so. He did some work on the Oroville.
0: Did he? Yep. Yeah. He I mean, apparently he's worked on Rebels also. Oh, okay. And... Uh, yeah he's he's, obviously he did the whole iron man thing he's a franchise guy he's a he's a blockbuster movie maker it's crazy that he is a franchise guy now because before
1: iron man what were his creds he Um, he did made and
0: uh um he wrote and directed elf let's not discount elf
1: Elf, that was a big one yeah that's like swingers and swingers yeah swingers was kind of like the the Made was the, the follow-up, which wasn't And he was that as just a way.
0: character actor for a really long time. Yeah, he's, like he's definitely a corporate dude now. done a bunch of stuff. And the other thing is, Iron Man 1 and 2 were like the springboard for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But yeah. he hasn't really had a hand in that and what since. Was that he's not the J.J. Abrams of the MCU. What was the food truck movie he did? Was it Chef? Chef yeah. was dope. Chef was really good. That's an excellent, wonderful, feel-good movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. He was on Binging with Babish a couple of weeks ago. Okay, Like yeah. a chef-inspired have right a connection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. binging with Babish. I still haven't watched that and oh, I forgot about it. That's that's mentioned. a bingeable YouTube show. You should send me a text about it or something and that that's I've what gotten will make really
0: me into food things lately. That's cool. Yeah. Have you ever
1: seen Fuck That's Delicious? No. So Action Bronson, the like uh white rapper from like uh the Queens. Okay. Um he has this show and it's just about him it's a vice show like a vice munchies show okay um but it's all on youtube and it's also on the website i think but it's about him touring around he was at one point a chef and now is obviously a big music star but he's obsessed with eating okay goes to restaurants everywhere everywhere he's on tour whether it's australia or wherever and records all of his experiences in restaurants
0: it's amazing how uh how watchable food stuff is when it's a professional doing it. I think because it's yeah. colorful and vibrant. And it's a big part of your life. That's true. And it feels like something you could do. Even mm. even though they're doing it better than you, you're like, I can conceivably get that good. You could follow the steps to yeah. do those things. It might take you longer. Well, uh, Binging with Babish made, he taught you how to make the Kevin's famous chili from The Office, you know, right. where he spills yep. the big pot. Of, and so I made that exact chili yep. based on the Binging with Babish recipe. And I've made it a couple of times. The first... The first time it turned out spectacularly, and I've been doing something wrong ever since. But, okay. But uh, the first time it was like, it was perfect. And All I am right. so proud of myself because I don't have any kind of confidence in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. Cool. I should follow again. I think I probably said this last time we talked about it. I should follow it because I need yeah. someone to tell me exactly what to do in an entertaining way. I can help you. That I will enjoy it. Okay, perfect.
0: Uh, did you hear who else might be producing shows for Netflix? No. The Obamas. <laughs> Brock and Michelle took meetings to produce some stuff for Netflix. Sweet. Man, they were just like, <laughs> they're having a great time. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're
1: so happy that they're just not in the White House right now. And that like someone else came in and made him
0: look even better. And yeah. like life is just fine they just get to to rule yep. and like it's not like they're gonna host a late night talk show with barack and michelle it's not going to be that it'd probably be like documentaries <laughs> a variety about, show about with barack barack and michelle. that'd be so funny <laughs> they sing i got you babe as the theme at, song
1: they should at least do <laughs> one oh just that's as good. a good
0: joke that would be very funny i think she'd be more game than him like i think he's yeah. i think he's quite a dork have you ever seen the the gif
1: of michelle obama like dunking on lebron no someone just holds up a net like next to lebron he's in the white house and she comes out of nowhere and just like tomahawk jams <laughs> on him and makes a, a face that's
0: like oh. she's a cool lady it's hilarious she's very cool yeah excited to see what i would i would read her book if she put out a book i, I wouldn't read barack's book no but i would definitely read michelle's book yeah
1: yeah you feel like you'd be a little less um less restricted
0: yeah he's always like he's in a position now where he could he could say whatever he wants but he's just too classy to do it Mm -hmm. and she is too but she doesn't have quite as much of a responsibility towards discretion yeah at least that's my my perception yet uh oh okay so the trailer came out today for the new movie eighth grade okay which is bo burnham's directorial debut he wrote and directed this movie about how horrible it is to be an eighth grade teenager okay in this day and age so like in the snapchat world right and it, it's a coming-of-age tale, which tends to be my favorite uh, milieu. Sure. Um, and it looks really sweet and kind of devastating. Yeah. Okay, I, awesome. And funny. I mean, that's those are kind of his, yep. his trademarks, devastating and funny. Mm-hmm. I remember grade-eight sacking. I could definitely appreciate this uh, this movie. I bet it's harder now to be in grade-eight. Yeah. I think, man. Mm-hmm. It seems ter- terrifying. I think that's probably how most generations feel. Like, if they're not openly resenting younger people, they're... Mm-hmm. That feeling really terrible for them right and i'm definitely in the latter yeah uh, but that's yeah that's how i feel yeah i
1: i kind of feel like i feel like high school maybe got easier because there's like people in high school that are on tinder and it's like an easy way to just be like oh
0: oh my god i matched with that girl no way you're not telling your life story you're speaking hypothetically
1: i'm speaking hypothetically
0: you're not aware of high schoolers being on tinder no i have no idea if they're
1: on tinder <laughs> but i'm sure they're on something
0: oh that, like, there has to be them. i mean I, I i don't know what the age restrictions are yeah um but couldn't they lie about it sure they could yeah absolutely anyway that's just the way i feel they're gonna reboot 90210 again okay so they made a Beverly Hills 90210 in the eighties. Right. And then in the aughts, they made 90210. Oh yeah. They're doing it again. I watched only like it all five years ago. I watched it all. <laughs> and they're doing it again. They're doing it again. That's too soon. I mean, it was too soon last time. They should reboot Save
1: <laughs> by the Bell before they reboot 90210.
0: Man, can you imagine rebooting Save by the Bell? How would they do it? I don't think that could translate. No. Unless it was like a like a '60s Batman style pastiche of that kind of show.
1: You know what I would say? The closest thing to Save by the Bell is that we've watched recently.
0: Uh, everything sucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, except for that. That had a lot more heart than Saved by the Bell. It which had more was heart and more
1: drama, but there was still like some kind of like super cheesy, corny stuff, in
0: everything sucks. Which we I would, I would about say too. not so much tonally or just textually, but definitely visually. And that's sure. that's what they were going for. Yeah. I is mean those, even the, uh, Joey bought a pants.
1: Even the like dyslexic friend who never really it seems like his struggle is going to be bigger in every episode. Who? The the like the friend, the super goofy the curly friend hair. with the curly hair who can't yeah. read because he's I think he's dyslexic. It takes him like a long time to read a sentence. Right. They did um, not explore that character very thoroughly yeah, in no. that season. No. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Like, you really thought there was going to be one episode all about him.
0: Did you finish that show? Yeah, we did. Did we talk about you finishing that show? No,
1: I didn't tell you that I finished the show.
0: It's pretty sweet, right? It's good, yeah. Yeah, it was a, f- a nice little digestible show. And a bit of
1: a cliffhanger episode.
0: Yeah. At the end. I don't care about, the, about the dad. I know. I don't care. Yeah, he's a bit of a weirdo. And I liked the... the I forget her name. But the blonde girl who was kind of mean in the first half of the season. You like how she changed her tone, eh? I did like it, but I didn't totally buy it, and it was pretty unexpected. It was it was pretty night and day. Yeah, but yeah. then again, so are teenagers. That's right. And one other thing, have you heard about Deadpool? No. So Deadpool's started to have test screenings. Okay. And it is not going well. Uh-oh. The movie they made is not good. Really. And so they're going back to the drawing board. And they're reshooting a bunch of stuff. They're adding two new major characters, which is ambiguous. Wow. And they're going to kind of start from, not from scratch, but they've got some surgery to do. Whoa.
1: Has there been many cases of movies like that that get pulled off the shelf and kind of like rewritten
0: yeah, there has to be. That, why else that, are, would they, that are like really good. Why else would they have these test screenings? Yeah. I, I think more often than not, they have these test screenings that show whether or not they should sink more money into promotion. Right. And sometimes that's why a movie like comes out really quietly because they knew it wasn't good. Right. Uh, but with a movie like Deadpool, people are expecting you things. can't yeah. afford for it to, to not be really good. Right. right. I think the problem could be comedy. I don't think like it's. It's so hard when this movie is so Mm self-aware and so uh, indignant about, not indignant, but just kind of like thumbing its nose at Mm -hmm. everything it already is. I don't know if it's going
1: to work. Yeah. And it's been done. Like, how do you kind of improve on that?
0: Right. And if it's bad, do you not have a responsibility to make fun of yourself next time? Right. Right. And then does that put you down like kind of a rabbit hole of it's almost more
1: fun if they release another movie that happens to have Deadpool in it.
0: Well, they can do that now because he's been acquired
1: by Disney. I know it'd be amazing. Yeah. Now, will Disney? But Disney won't like dampen any of the dialogue that they.
0: No, they're not gonna. They're not going to take away his R rating, right? But they could include him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? And in fact, they should because Deadpool and uh, Spider Man have. Quite a storied relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard.
1: Yeah, but don't
0: really know about. It. Do you want to talk about shows? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, it's your turn to go first. <laughs> I think we know where this is going to go. One of them was kind of charming and had a very conceivable storyline uh-huh. and very basic dialogue. I think you're probably going to choose that one.
1: I'm going to choose Shit's Creek.
0: no ah, <laughs> Recap the pilot episode of Shit's Creek. On go in three,
1: two, one, go. So, a rich family finds out that their money manager has actually been uh, uh, siphoning their money and is halfway around the world right now. Uh, they don't have anything and they're used to having everything. And as a joke, the father bought the son a town called Shit in uh, the early 90s, or Shits Creek. And uh, they move there. could have done better. I could have done better. <laughs> I, I took it easy because I thought I was going to have like... You got cocky. I did get very cocky. Um, but if I can elaborate a little bit more, they mo- they go to Schitt's Creek. They move into a motel. Uh, the sister is going to try to move, <laughs> try to go with Stavros.
0: She's to, very like, confident that her new boyfriend who she's in love with inexplicably right. is going to rescue her Right. and he's we've never he, met him but he's, he's clearly, clearly a dirtbag does not like her right. that much
1: Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the brother is also kind of in the same boat, just does not want to be there at all. But
0: nobody wants to be there. I mean, they're, they're these pampered brats who are stuck living in a shitty motel in this little town that nobody's ever heard of and they don't understand the culture. It's kind of a reverse Beverly Hillbillies, isn't it?
1: Yeah. The only one who has it together kind of is the father, which is kind of the same in the Beverly Hillbillies. That's true.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny for Eugene Levy to be the straight man.
1: Yeah. Yep. And although he's funny in it.
0: Oh, he's very funny. Yeah. And, and Catherine O'Hara's crazy in it.
1: I know. I love that she's really, like, she's kind of back.
0: She's wacky. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, it's he, not what I expected. I didn't really know what the show was about. You laughed, though. You thought it was funny. Well, I knew it was about a family that ran a motel. Yeah. Which I think is what it's going to evolve into. Oh, is that is that right? Because I've only seen, I've seen the first, this is the second time I've seen the first episode now. I I think that's where it's going, but I might be totally making that up because I had no idea that they were like affluent and they had fallen from grace. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was a fish out of water story. Right. Um, But yeah, I laughed. I thought when they were at the diner, the menus, the giant menus menus were were. hysterical. Yeah. There's nothing funnier than a stuff is big gag. Right. (laughs) It's funny because
1: I didn't even catch on to that as much, but I I, remember watching it. Maybe I was looking at my phone or something.
0: But oh, I didn't find huge. that quite as funny. It was a menu like the size of a roadmap. map. I think it's because
1: I'm used to looking at menus that big where they literally are taking up everyone's space. Because you eat at shitty
0: diners? Is that what yeah, you mean? I think so. I mean, I like to eat at shitty, shitty diners too.
1: Yeah. I think I'm losing my voice. We're just regular guys.
0: We are typical regular guys. <laughs> we like eating at diners. Grilled cheese sandwich can't make me happier.
1: You know what I think my favorite part of the movie, or of the show was? Um, was possibly... It was a mix between Dan Levy and the uh, girl at the front desk. Yeah, she's funny. The girl at the front desk I found not too
0: smug, but she was like close to
1: getting there. No,
0: but like in every Fish Out of Water story, there's always somebody who's kind of rational, yeah. who exists within this foreign universe... And they know the language of it, right? But they also can speak to you on your level. Totally. There's they, always a they connector. Can, they can bridge the gap. <clears throat> That's right. And yeah. they always kind of judge you and they find you a little irritating, but they're going to put up with you because you're going to be friends eventually. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that archetype. Totally. I also like Dan Levy.
1: Yeah, Dan Levy's funny. He used to be on MTV. Did you ever watch MTV? I like, didn't know MTV that. Canada? I didn't know that. Yeah. He was like one of the main VJs when it first launched.
0: And I guess he was on like Top Chef for one of those cooking shows oh really okay. yeah. yeah and he co-created the show with his dad
1: yeah uh the show's been, which i didn't even know that eugene levy was dan levy's dad before this show came out
0: you d- couldn't tell by the brows
1: well yeah i mean once you put them next to each other you understand but i had no idea schitt's creek before.
0: has been uh celebrated for having an openly pansexual character through dan levy and i don't know if that's that's how he identifies in real life but i guess the character. Define pansexual. Well, I, to, to be honest, I had to do some research as well. Okay. And it's my understanding that somebody who's pansexual feels sexual attraction to people regardless of their gender or sexual orientation. Okay. Now, how is that different from bisexuality? I would probably need a little bit more schooling. Right. But I just think they don't necessarily... I think they're uh, gender blind. Okay. Weird, but I again. That's Sorry,
1: what put a word. Bad response. That okay. Weird. <laughs> no, it's
0: not weird. I just don't know. I'm not familiar with the term. Yeah. yeah. It, but that's also what makes it good for it to be on a uh, a show that's actually watched. Yeah. And that's another thing that's cool about this show is it's distinctly a Canadian production. Like its home network is CBC, right? Right. But it airs in the states. Like Eugene Levy goes on Jimmy Fallon and promotes Schitt's Creek. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah,
1: I think it's on Crave too. Yeah, maybe. I didn't know if it was still on CBC or not. I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, But yeah, I think it's a a funny show. Mm -hmm. Even when (laughs) Catherine O'Hara just looking for her diamonds
0: and like kind of running around (laughs) the room screaming. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Oh, that was funny. Pretty funny to me. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty funny show. I mean, it's slapsticky, but I thought it was good. Uh, Does Chris Elliott, who played, uh, (laughs) does he remind you profoundly of somebody we work with? Oh, yeah, you're right. He always has to me.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But it took me a second to
0: get there. Interestingly, his daughter, Abby Elliott, mm-hmm. and the two of them are the only uh, father-parent Right, I forgot uh, about Abby Combo Elliott. to ever both be cast members on Saturday Night Live. She was also one of the youngest people ever cast right. on that show. And Abby Elliott, did she, has she done much since... No, she was supposed to play Alexis in the pilot of Schitt's Creek. In fact, she did. They shot a pilot and it never aired because when the show got picked up, she was unavailable to come shoot the show. So they had to reshoot the pilot with a new actor.
1: Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And she hasn't been doing anything.
0: She hasn't done a lot. I think, I don't know if she was like, she wasn't in Mulaney, right? That was Nassim Pedrad. Yeah. Who also hasn't been seen. Well, she's been a new girl though. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, I loved Nassim Padrade on she, SNL. She plays Winston's
1: love interest and, I think, fiance.
0: That's over, though, right? New Girl, that's about done. One final season. I loved Nassim Pedrad. Yeah. She never even really got her due on SNL. She was kind of overshadowed by Kristen Wiig. Yeah. I always right. thought she, Nassim was funny. She was
1: really good. I think if she almost stuck it out and was there now. Although, I think the New Girl that they have... Did you watch SNL this week?
0: Yeah. I, I watched up until after update. I don't think I'm done yet. Wasn't great. Oh, I, I liked what I saw. It was okay. Yeah, I wasn't like Jen and I were
1: both kind of like, really like this is.
0: I thought the werewolf sketch wasn't very good, or the bigfoot, or whatever it was. I didn't really care about that yeah. so much. Uh,
1: uh, that wasn't really like I kind of thought
0: that took all of ten seconds this, to come up with. This
1: was SNL, like
0: yeah. I I, up with I really like the Shrek sketch.
1: Yeah, I was I was kind of on board with that. I, I but I was kind of zoning out by that point. That was a little bit later.
0: We also got know. like a little bit of Sterling K. Brown doing a very brief Keenan Thompson impression during that was the monologue. Amazing. It was really good. He was really good. Uh, I thought that
1: his whole like crying monologue was kind of funny. Yeah. That was good. Uh, yeah. It was a good premise. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else in it. Bill I'm Hader's coming really back
0: funny. this weekend. So that. Yeah.
1: Be super excited about that. Dude, did you listen to his podcast with Bill Simmons? The live one? Yeah. No.
0: Oh, you didn't? No, not yet. There's one. I tend to shy away from live episodes of podcasts unless I'm told otherwise. Oh, because they're hard to follow sometimes. I think you like... should listen to it. Okay, I really liked it. He talks
1: about his time on South Park, which I found like super funny. Um, actually, to the point that I was like laughing at the gym. Um, and the other thing that he mentions in uh, in it, he talks about he kind of throws some shade at whom? Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. It's not that surprising. But like he just what does he have to like, lose by insulting He Justin seems Bieber? like such a sweet person and but he says like you know do you ever have any uh, like bad hosts that you had to deal with and he goes honestly like I'm someone who like does not talk shit much about anyone and Justin Bieber was just pretty much about the, the worst person.
0: Wow. Yeah, like he actually says this. What's weird about that is that in spite of all of Justin Bieber's bad reputation for misbehavior yeah, and being a little brat, he just says he was like super rude to people. Yeah, but that's see, that's not the perception I get from Justin Bieber. No, and like, that's what I all, said to Jen Jen too, all the stories you hear about Justin Bieber misbehaving, I still expect him to be r- relatively pleasant to people. Yeah. Or at least to famous people. Right. Uh, because a guy like Bill Hader like doesn't have to suck up to him, and you'd think that that would make him like respect him more, right? Uh, I I remember when Tina Fey was on Howard Stern a couple years ago. He asked her the same question, yeah, and she openly said Paris Hilton's a piece of shit. Really, and I was like, I mean, you know, Tina Fey has some bite, but you don't expect her to say it so someone's a piece of shit so openly, yeah, yeah. So there was that, the South Park thing, and uh, him
1: talking about J.B. Smoove being a writer on SNL was also really funny. I didn't even know he was a
0: writer on SNL. J.B. Smoove is one of the funnier people in the world, I think. Yeah. He's just one of those people who says anything and it's funny. Off
1: the top of the head, yeah. Did you watch the season of Curb? No. There, there was one scene in particular where he's talking about... <laughs> sitting down on the toilet and his penis being fully submerged in the water Jesus. that I don't think I've ever laughed harder at. You're and, dying right now.
0: And, and, <laughs> You're beat red. And, and
1: Larry David is laughing so
0: hard too. Yeah. Like he is dying like during this whole scene it was great it was like my favorite part of the year ted danson was on marin this week and they talked about because he's been on Kirby your enthusiasm a little oh bit, yeah regularly they're they're friends he, yeah he and larry david and okay. they he said that larry david's a very generous laugher okay which i think is true yeah like for a guy who's considered quite grouchy i think you can make larry david laugh totally and there's nothing worse than somebody who, like, won't give it up. Oh, I don't laugh easily. Yeah,
1: I do find it a bit surprising that he, he laughs that easily. Because when you're watching, you kind of think he's only really laughing at the really, really good stuff. But I think he was also the one who was harsher on Jerry for, like, okay, you can't laugh this time. you, you got to, right. like, not smile. You gotta- well,
0: Jerry's another one who's, like, kind of a snob about comedy. But he'll laugh. Totally. He'll laugh at yeah. you. No, I have to watch Kirby Enthusiast. i got a lot of stuff piling up. Like, I haven't seen the new season of The Good Place. Uh, I'm gonna wait until Atlanta's done, just because it's easier than trying to keep track of when it comes out and stuff. I'm I'm
1: two episodes back. I really got to catch up on that. I
0: think there's only been two, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) two episodes back from the (laughs) beginning. The same place you've been for a year. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Shit's Creek, definitely. I mean, that's a play on Up Shit's Creek without a paddle. That's right. Uh, Definitely give it my ass. Funny show. Yeah, me too. I. I don't know if I'll be able to follow up on it, but I would never deter anyone from watching it. But if the ever show. I was like, "Man, I just got to watch some sitcom for a couple of weeks," yeah. it's been on for four years. Like totally. you could, you could stockpile it's, that. It's like smart writing. Yeah,
1: you know, I don't think any of it was really lazy.
0: Do you remember uh, last week you mentioned that uh, I almost said Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman, mm-hmm. Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler are doing a show together? Yeah, and we weren't able to remember what the show was. Yep, it's not a sitcom. Oh, it's really? a competition show. Oh. About craft making. Oh. So the premise is like, I'm Amy Poehler and I like people who make things. And I'm Nick Offerman and I like to make things. Right. And like people, contestants, like come on the show and they're like given uh, items that'll be difficult to make into a craft and you have to be creative and make them into a craft.
1: Oh, I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, check it out. It'll be a, like a
1: good reintroduction to both of them hanging out together. I think it's called Making It with Amy and Nick or something. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All
0: right. I'm fine. Yeah. Sure. I'm fine with that. All right. Now, recapping this pilot. Yes. I'm not gonna do a great job. I'm. I'm just gonna tell you some things I saw, and I. I, I could even be wrong about some of it. What's the guy's name? Uh, James Norton. What's his. What's his character's name? Like Alex God. Alex Godman. God. God. Godfrey. Godman. 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 I feel like it's a little on the nose. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. I'm gonna right. go on go.
1: Not Lord God. Right. Okay. Three. Two, one, go.
0: Alex Godman uh, works at a fancy bank in the UK, but he is the son of two Russian uh, business people. And uh, his bank is kind of under fire right now because they seem to be involved in some kind of arms deal with the Russians. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Israel's kind of mad too, and he really loves his uncle, and then there's uh, a sting up, and his uncle gets killed, and there's a funeral, and they try to sway Alex over to the shady deal, and he says no. Yeah. But I'm sure some of that's wrong. I think, I think in the
1: end, there was a potential shady deal that was going to go down that the uncle wanted to do, but they realized the uncle started spreading these rumors about his dad, who right. was an alcoholic and is just not in a
0: good way. Just kind of a sad dude through the whole episode. Yeah. and He tried to kill himself once and he didn't.
1: Yeah. And so he goes to this other mafia boss after his uncle has been killed mm-hmm. by this mafia boss. Right. And he, his dad is supposed to be next. Right. Um, and he learns this from a shady business partner, shady Israeli
0: The guy with the goatee. Yes.
1: Yeah. Israeli business partner um, that explains kind of the mafia to him. Right. That's where the McMafia thing comes from because they say, you know, <sighs> McDonald's has so many franchises and... We basically like every I think he kind of says every mafia Wants to be that
0: I hate the name of this show so much Isn't that brutal? It's so brutal You think it's going to be about like an Irish mafia or something Well, That would would be kind of interesting Or like I thought is it just like the broader cultural sense Of putting MC at the front of something Like do you know the term McMansion? Yeah Like a house that kind of looks like a mansion But it's not as expensive as a real mansion Right. It's It's sounds like like a (laughs) prefabbed Well Mick just means it's lesser yeah. Right, like McDonald's food is food, but it's not quality. Like, it, I kind of figured it was going to be something along those lines, <clears throat> not literally taken from some dialogue towards the end of the pilot, yeah, where he's like, McDonald's and Burger King are not the same, <laughs> right. it's just so literal. Like, in case you're wondering why we called it this, here's exactly why we called it this, right? I thought it was brutal, it was not. Here's my problem not with a this good show. watch. It was kind of hard to it's, follow, too. Yeah, I thought. it Well, and in my defense, uh, I was watching like a mirror of it. Yeah. So all the subtitles and anything handwritten was literally oh, reversed. Oh. Okay. Uh, so I couldn't read it. That's and then tough. there was also something. I was streaming it uh, in a, a illicit way. Um, <laughs> there was something about the vocal quality of every character that they were like their voices were jacked up an octave. Oh, okay. No, I, that that was not the way it was for me. Okay. Yeah. Because like at first I was like. This Alex guy has a really wimpy voice. You really found the bottom of the barrel stream. Yeah. And then I started to realize, everyone in the show has really wimpy voices.
1: <laughs> Why don't they just call the show the wimpy voice? Nobody
0: show? is menacing on this show yeah. about, about McMafia. And then I realized yeah. it's the quality of the video. Right. Now, you might have enjoyed it a little bit more, Um No, you know what I wouldn't have because and I know recently I I gave that show seven seconds a pretty good review Yeah, but it kind of falls under the same umbrella I thought that was fairly good storytelling But who are the people who are devising these shows and why? Yeah, like at least with Mine hunter the main character is kind of like kind of silly and like he's kind he's you kind of feel like him everybody on a show like this McMafia is so dour yeah. And brooding and inhumane. There's uh-huh. nothing regular about these people. And I'm just tired of it. I'm and, just
1: like, what is why? And mine hunters trying to
0: do things, trying to almost like tell a story
1: from forty years ago in a way that's kind of like paired up with what's happening today. Sure. You know, it it just seems a little more woke, maybe. Okay, but
0: like a show like Sherlock mm-hmm. is like old premise, you know, yeah. really smart detective works with the cops to solve crimes right it takes place in kind of like a noir big city Mm -hmm. it's modern like all of these factors can fit into any of these really really depressing and uncharismatic shows that we will watch in in preparation for this podcast right but there's a quality to sherlock that's just charming yeah it's it's got a style to it Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be witty although i think it should be witty it doesn't have to be a comedy It doesn't have to be a love story, but it has to have something that feels something. Yeah. You know, like I just don't feel anything. I don't believe any of these people felt anything. No, it's true. Any of the characters, even, even when he
1: says, I loved my uncle more than anything else. Yeah. You're like, what? Why? Yeah. Yeah. It never really explained earlier in the show why, like it wasn't like it never showed him kind of having a good time. It seemed like, the uncle was kind of like an uncle. It wasn't like if I didn't have you, I don't know what I would do. Like you're the only reason that I'm, I am the man I am today. Right. They did nothing. Didn't, that they didn't set establish that up. a bond no. between him and his uncle. And then he gets brutally murdered in front of it. It I, was pretty brutal. How did you feel about that?
0: Well, I was glad that the quality of the video stream wasn't very good. <laughs> it was so bad. It was pretty. It was pretty gruesome. <laughs> and and the octaves were pitched up. So I was like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Like oh even my the God. throat cutting was like a higher pitch. It was like meep, meep. everybody on the show, including Alex, is just like a stereotype. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i agree the women so,
0: are all just typical mafia women and the russians and the israelis they're just like typical gangsters and the girl in, who's in like, like
1: calvin klein's shirts the girl who's like what do i need to do to be with you and he's like yeah. i have a a wife and the whole line about like are you uh are you a gangster close a banker <laughs> and he's like yes, yes.
0: Oh, I think he's honestly the last honest banker in the city. Yeah. Shut
1: up. Yeah. It's, it, it was not for me. It like, it was kind of a combination between Billions and.
0: See, doesn't Billions have a kind of wry sense of humor? Yes. It's it. Billions is better.
1: Yeah. But it's kind of a combo between like Billions and I'm trying to think of like another kind of crappy mafia show. But I can't even really think of one. Well, well it was
0: it was pitched good. to us as The Sopranos with Russians. Yeah, that's and that's just inaccurate. It's it's just not. Yeah, there was so much. I don't heart think that person soprano. has watched The Sopranos in a long time. Maybe not. Yeah,
1: The Sopranos was on like fifteen years ago.
0: Well, and like a lot of things we've talked about lately, and frankly, I think like Seven Seconds, even though I enjoyed it more, I think it's just TV for TV's sake. I think you're just making shit now. Yeah. And throwing it at the wall, (laughs) which is a little cynical. Yeah. But I think that's what's happening.
1: But, yeah, really, anyone could say, oh, what if we did, like, it's like The Sopranos, but in Russia? Because you know all the, like, sketchy Russian stuff
0: that's happening today. Yeah. Did you hear they're making a movie, uh, a prequel movie to The Sopranos? I did. I'm a little... I'm interested. I didn't put that in the prep, but I just realized that that came out last week.
1: Yeah. I wonder who would be in that. because I don't really know.
0: You know the character's better than me.
1: Yeah. But I mean, obviously James Gandolfini is now.
0: He'd be too old anyway to play so a younger Oh, so Tony he's, it's going to be like a young
1: Tony Soprano? I don't know. In, in I, it crib. might be a
0: whole generation before.
1: Just reminds me of that SNL sketch. Yes. where all of the, the carrie diaries yeah yeah the sopranos are in the 80s and that's like, the reviews are like these timelines don't match up at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember the carrie diaries
1: yeah i remember hearing about I it i can't believe that was a thing
0: yeah that's bizarre did you ever see an episode of that no 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 i think they've done a good job to bury that from historical yeah, memory you're right. You're right. who is this james norton what is what is he he looks familiar to me I don't know. I said I, when I jokingly went,
1: "Oh, Jim Norton." Oh, because I think he comedian. knew who he was. No, no.
0: I was wondering if you were going to end up saying that on the podcast. No, I mean he's not Jim Norton the comedian. No, that's what that show needed was Jim Norton the comedian. You're right.
1: It needed someone to come in and
0: just yeah, take I over. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I have to say. It's just full of like sketchy people and melodrama, and just in a needless way. Like there's no, there's no joy in that show.
1: No, there's not even really good like action.
0: There's the one murder scene and it was brutal.
1: And there's like a car explosion early on. Yeah. I
0: also thought that was ridiculous. (laughs) I thought that was ridiculous. Ridiculous
1: that the person in the back of the car explosion lives. Yeah. And is like by the end of the episode, pretty fine. Yeah. (laughs) He has a couple like nicks on his face.
0: So when they're on the roof and the dad was going to jump off the roof, but he didn't. Yeah. I got flashes back to this thing we watched last Friday on Netflix called the Push. push.
1: I saw you tweet about it. And then I started watching it. I got like 20 minutes in. Okay. And I knew what it was building up to, but I didn't finish the show because I just figured... Do you have an ethical problem with it? No, I don't have an ethical problem with it at all. I kind of do. Oh, do you? Yeah. I thought it was super interesting. I think the guy like kind of signed off on you know whatever happens, happens.
0: You got to see it. Yeah? You don't know what's coming. Really? Nope. And you know what? I'll say... It's campy. This guy, Darren Brown, I've kind of gone down a bit of a rabbit hole with him. He's sort of like a British David Blaine, but his shtick is like, he openly says it's not magic. I'm using psychology. Yeah. Except for the stuff he does is like, it's illusion based. Like he seems to be able to read people's minds. Like it's extraordinary. Anyway, some of the stuff they've staged in the push, which is a reality show, a hidden camera show where they see if within an hour they can trick a guy into committing murder. Right. Uh, some of it seems a little phony. Like some of the acting they have the actors do. Yeah. Pretty. Some of the writing pretty pretty amateur. It seems pretty. So I find it a hard thing to buy, but it's ultimately about, it's a, it's a lesson about compliance, about how if you're put into a situation, more often than not people won't ask Mm -hmm. questions. They'll just do what they're told and that's dangerous. And that has a greater political message in this day and age.
1: For instance, the show starts with, uh, a barista getting a call from a man saying hey there's a lady in your coffee shop right. with a baby she's a known child abductor yeah. i need you to like basically lure her into the back room and take the
0: carriage and and they get wheel the barista just,
1: just steal a baby and he does it yeah. yeah
0: and it's all about how wow so if you, you want know, to go down a darren brown rabbit hole on youtube there's so many darren videos brown. of him just doing what's essentially street magic and mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting yeah Street
1: magic, like mentalist
0: street magic. Well, like one, I'll spoil it for you just because I think it's quite brilliant. Great. Uh, there's one where he challenges eight of the best chess players in the UK. So he gets like, it's like six grandmasters and one like Oxford chess club president. And like like, they are technically the highest ranking chess players in the UK. And he gets mm-hmm. them into a room and he separates them into little cubicles so they can't see each other. And he says, I am going to, play all of these people in chess at the same time and so he goes from table to table playing chess and he beats a bunch of them yeah and how is that possible well it turns out what he was doing is he was memorizing the move of the player of the table he just left and was copying their move so he really wasn't playing chess with them he was having them play with each other right and so that's kind of fascinating there's and like and these little tricks like that. A bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. But he would never one on one be able to do it. Presumably not. Right. Hmm. Anyway, it's a little ridiculous, but yeah. it's a, it's an interesting premise, and I would recommend watching the push. <laughs> it kind of starts to seem like a Nick Craw sketch mm. toward
1: the end. Like,
0: <laughs> I think he just preys on dumb people. Yeah, that's possible. Well, not.
1: I don't even know if it's dumb people because there's the whole thing about about. Um, like it, it's almost just compliant people. Yeah, well, it is. That's exactly what it is, I guess. All the people standing up in a room, filling out a paper, and then another person gets introduced, and they ring a bell, and all the other people sit down. You, I feel would like, you I would sit stand down. up.
0: In that thing where the room, when the bell rings, you everyone conti- starts standing you continue up. Continue to to stand up. Wouldn't you stand up? It feels weird. Like you, you notice everyone in the room is standing up at the ring of a bell. Yeah. You wouldn't want to feel like the outsider who's not. But doing it, it wasn't if it wasn't explained to you. Yeah,
1: I you, think I would do that one. Yeah, you're say, oh, you're saying yeah, you would follow. I would do it. that one. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't
0: murder somebody
1: though. I wouldn't push somebody off the roof. I'm saying the things are the same, Colin. There's an episode of
0: Community about that.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. The. Uh, uh, it's John Oliver. And He's it's doing... John Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> and Abed ends up like,
0: like, making his brain explode. Do you give your S to Mick Mafia? No. No, absolutely not. No. Two S's for Schitt's Creek, none for McMafia. Peace. I don't have a I don't have a Will Smith fact. Let's see what's going Neither on with I. Will Smith. Let's, let's look up Will Smith. Oh, I did notice that Jaden Smith uh, tweeted about uh, Stephen Hawking this morning and that he was sad. Uh, w- Will Smith tweeted about that? No, Jaden Smith did. I feel more and more inclined lately to give Jaden Smith a pass on things. I just feel like he's kind of a sad dude. Yeah. Well, actually, I, d- I don't know. He... I have no idea what
1: Jaden Smith's up to. I think he's probably loving life. Okay, that's nice. And, and I think it's naive. Will but it's Smith nice. is kind of like punking him.
0: Uh, what does this have to do with anything? Something about getting jiggy with it, but it's not news. Uh, AD, are you telling me that getting jiggy with it is not news? It's not anymore, buddy. Oh, okay. I don't think so, anyway. AD is the fresh prince of his city on Will Smith. What does that mean? Um. I don't know. Maybe we don't have a, a piece of Will Smith news. Oh, he's trying to to work to restore the Flint water crisis. Oh, okay. It's pretty hard to criticize that. Pretty noble. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is the rare week we trust Will Smith. Is, is this,
1: all right. I guess uh, trust Will Smith.
0: No, nope, it doesn't feel good. Never trust Will Smith. <laughs> Never trust him. <laughs> he's poisoning Michigan. <laughs>